I'm going to be introducing something I call sitting with my thoughts. And basically sitting with my thoughts is a project that I'm going to be working on with you until I finish the next couple of projects I have for you. What I discovered in these last few months to years is I have all these ideas and all these thoughts and I put it all in this journal here. And there's times where I just can't get to making a podcast about it. But I just wanted to let everyone know I will have my beautiful fiance here with me. Hello. <laughs> and when we go through this, it's going to be deep. Some of you have questions on the podcast, on YouTube, and I never really get time to answer it. And I feel really bad sitting with my thoughts. I think most of the time I kind of want to do it live. For those that are not aware, I did lose my TikTok account. I was permanently banned and it was a place that I was able to do these lives and be very raw. And I gained most of my audience from these raw live videos that I did. So I want to continue doing something that's raw and I want to do it live. These are real conversations that real human beings are starving for. But the seven things I'm going to be going over today, hoof, get ready. Number one, how women aren't safe today. Number two, life after death. Number three, mothers raising boys. Number four, fear of failing. Number five, the importance of expressing emotions. Number six, the bubble, which I call man-made world. And number seven, a deep feeling I have every day. Okay, so we'll go through the first one. Number one, I'm going to be, there was a question that had, well, not a question, a comment that had came in, how a person said that they watched the video and they felt it and they felt it in their chest and they tried their best to hold back by watching the video from crying and they couldn't, right? So this person started to cry. And I truly believe when I read that, I was like, oof, that's powerful. And I, and of course the comment continued, but that part of the comment really got my attention because I wanted to let Frankie know how important it is to allow yourself to cry and express your emotion. And then I went deeper with it, which I will share with you. The reason I wanted to get into this is because of the connection of the verbiage that came right after each other in the comment. So I felt it in my chest. I tried to hold back from crying, but I couldn't. So right there, if I was with this person, I would immediately assume that there's a huge blockage going on in something I call zone four. And zone four, when you break it down with the five layers of energy, is located in the chest and upper back. The organs and glands that are associated with it happen to be the heart and lungs, the emotion that has to be that's usually associated with it is love so giving and receiving love so if a person used like how frankie you know basically put that in the comment first thing that came up to my mind is that frankie's been holding back from giving love to the world and possibly receiving it because there's a chance that from 21 to 28 through this the consciousness the years of consciousness that we experience love in order for us to become conscious of something we have to experience polarities we have to experience love and then we have to experience a heartbreak. You don't know what love is until you know what the opposite of love is. And what got me is if a person felt it in the chest and really try to hold it back, that's a subconscious response. Therefore, it made me assume is Frankie struggling when it comes down to giving and receiving love. But as I got deeper, something told me that the message within the video spoke to Frankie more because Frankie's holding back from giving not just love, but the deepest part of love of thyself is Frankie's purpose. Basically, what I said is it's time to give your love and purpose to the world. And something, I don't know, something just told me that something's holding, Frankie is holding back or overthinking of putting their love into the world because they were hurt before. And as they watch that video, Something in my video triggered an emotion that came within the chest that was blocked that Frankie tried to hold back, but couldn't. And then when Frankie let it go, emotions like crying was released. So it is, it's very important to release emotions for the simple fact that emotions means energy emotion. And the more that we block or we hold back or suppress emotions, the more problems we're going to have with suppression and depression of that emotion within the muscle organ 
gland, and emotions, and then eventually nervous system and subconscious mind. And how you do anything is how you do everything. So I wanted to, you see how long that response was, and I shortened it up, but that response could have been a lot longer. But imagine trying to put that in the comment. So that's number one out of seven. All right, so number two, fear of failing. I often find my clients suffer from the fear of failing, not knowing how failing is needed. The reason why failing is needed is because it teaches you what didn't work. Number two, failing leads to learning and also something I love to call mastering the why. And mastering the why is always getting to the root cause on why something didn't work or why something causing problems. When we master the why with failing, we start to learn that we needed to understand on why something didn't work because it helps expose a weakness that we're not aware of. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Most of the time when I'm working with a client and they want to lose weight, most of my clients are failing at losing weight, but they're unaware of the science behind fat loss. I work with a lot of clients that happen to be entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. And that's a one percenter. A one percenter wants to be an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur for the most part. The one percenters that I happen to get as clients, especially. But I haven't worked with a one percenter who didn't want to, after working with their health and getting clear on their purpose, that didn't want to start putting their purpose and love into the world, but then struggles with the fear of failing and a lot of other things, which I have beautiful, beautiful podcasts coming up about. But I have to make a lot of my clients who are entrepreneurs or who are inspiring entrepreneurs of the facts behind their thoughts and belief systems versus with failing. Some clients of mine believe that they're failing now in life. And I have to remind them, you're doing amazing. And I think a lot of it comes, that part comes from comparison, especially with all the social media we have and all the TV we have and everybody perceiving to be perfect. Secondly, fear of failing can also come from childhood trauma. If one were, was punished anytime they made a mistake, there's a great chance that their subconscious believes that making a mistake, like perceived and be, um, perceiving failing, is a consequence or has a consequence of being punished. And when that's the case, there's a lot of affirmations I have to work with with the client. So a lot of reminders, a lot of journaling and simply just taking a piece of paper and a, and a marker and drawing a line right down the middle of the page and then putting facts on the left part of the page and non-facts on the right part. And then they'll tell me something that they feel like they're not doing or they're failing or they fear failing. And then I help and then I, we break it down if it's a fact or non-fact. And most of the time, like you have 95% or <laughs> 95% score of nine of failing being a non-fact versus a fact. So failing is needed. I failed so much. In fact, I purposely look for ways to fail. And I don't say, oh, I'm just going to fail. No, I take chances and then I look for what, why it didn't work. And in today's world, we have analytics that can help us with that. We have bank statements that can help us with that. We have, we can easily take a piece of paper and a, and a, and a, and a pen and we can track on our our patterns and see you can find the pattern everything has a pattern analytics are patterns spending habits are patterns patterns are then coded within the nervous system the neural pathways that then become subconscious you can always find why something works and why something doesn't work but failing is very needed and i tell my clients Success is successful people are not people who always make the right decision. Successful people are people who make the decision right. You have to successful people will make it right. And that's something I want you to become aware of. All right. The next one, number three, is going to be I had a question on TikTok a couple months ago and I wrote it down on my journal and I really I gave a, a little brief answer to it as I was logging off. And this person sent me like a beautiful email telling me how much it helped them. 
But I'm like, oh, I didn't even really go as deep as I wanted to. But the question was about how to raise a son being a single mother. This woman was a mother that had a son who basically she was single and she had like a boyfriend off and on, but the son never listened to the boyfriend. And what I said to the um, the woman was that it's very important that if there is a male figure coming around, a male figure has to be able to practice what he's preaching when he's teaching a younger male, just like a mother has to practice what she's preaching to a woman like her daughter in order for the daughter to really listen and, and, and comprehend. Because when a child goes through their childhood up into their teenage years, usually 13 years old is when we're going to start seeing a child start challenging the parent. If the parent hasn't been working on them themselves and, you know, raising their awareness of how the world is changing today, they may have rules that have been rules or rules that were created back when they were children. And the playing field, the battlefield is very different. And the child goes out into the world now into high school, right? For an example, and no longer is as controlled as they were when they were in, in grammar school or elementary school. Therefore, this child starts to see a different world. And then if they come back and they see, they make, they see an example of someone who's practicing what they're preaching versus someone who's not practicing what they're preaching. When they come back home, they'll notice that the parent is trying to give them advice on things that they really don't practice and then gives them advice that are usually advice that is from an old belief system or for a different battlefield than where we are today. So I put son, the son or a, a young man needs a male mentor who practices what he preaches a mentor or the mother should never put their hands or beat the child. The son will grow. If they do, the son will grow up with anger. And when, and at 16 years old, when his testosterone is mixed with that anger and, and, and frustration emotions, the young man will become numb and will become numb towards women that he comes across. And this is where you can start finding young men who are breaking, you know, girls' hearts at a young age. The young man would actually become numb to being able to have the ability to think about consequences that then can stop this young man from growing up and being a man that provides, takes care, and loves his family. And we're going to get a little more deeper into that. We need more stronger men. 85% of my personal clients are women. I often have to life coach them out of abusive or manipulative relationships. W women have to play 15 different roles in a relationship, especially when they raise a young man. Because I don't know about you, but when I grew up, a mama that loves his boy, of course, mama loves his daughter too, come on. I mean, her daughter too. We know that, but I'm saying... When there's a mother that's raising a man that the father's not there, the mother feels responsible for that. The mother can have guilt, feel guilty. I find that a lot when I work with mothers that are, are single. I often find my clients that are women that are dating men who claim to be men, but consistently remind the woman on how he is taking care and providing for her. Very confusing to me. Real men don't never remind their women on how he provides it doesn't happen so not only am i working with a single single mother when the single mother is trying to get into a relationship there's a lot of guilt there of bringing another man around the sun but there's also a lot of pressure there too because they have to stay on their feet all the time because they are with somebody who's just reminding them how they do everything for them but never get complimented back on the things that she does for him and we're going to get a lot, we're going to get a lot deeper into that. When I grew up, I, most of my friends that got into trouble and got into a lot of problems were all young men that didn't have a father. And I'm very blessed that not only did I have my father, but I had Romeo is his nickname. We're going to call him who raised me on the street and all my uncles as well. We're going to, like I said, we're going to dive a little deeper into that. All right. So the next one that I have is 
going to carry on deeper into the last one. And this is number four. I do not believe women are safe today. And this came to me in preparing for my day. And something just told me as I was sipping my coffee, women are not safe. Women are not safe today because there's a lot of weak men. Men today are lazy, they're addicted, and they're undisciplined. The question I think really arised from when my friends asked me, why is this the norm today? And I said, what is the norm? She said, with men. And I've been so deep into my self-development and working on myself. I'm down 30 pounds, like 31 now. I'm, I just got finished writing the first draft for the book. I redid a lot of the business stuff. I've, I had to really go deep within myself that I'm going to be sharing some of those things with you today. A couple of my clients made me aware of a lot of things in the world today that I was not aware of. But as she asked me that question, I told her, I need a few days to think about that. And here's what I came up with to keep it simple. Number one, dopamine is a very powerful neurotransmitter. Dopamine is what keeps us going when there's a lot of norepinephrine, a lot of alertness, a lot of stress, a lot of pain. Dopamine is basically like the twin of norepinephrine and tells norepinephrine, hey, listen, we got a couple more and we're going to be okay. We got a couple more, then we win, then we celebrate, and then there's a reward. The truth is, is that today, dopamine is easily accessed. And there's a lot of things that come with no work and high rewards. And we have things like Instagram, TikTok, porn, vaping, and being delusional. We can, there's men and women, but we're talking about men right now. There's men that are very delusional. It's very hard for me to have a, a friendship with males that are new in my life or come across that haven't came from a similar background as me that I can meet that is not a delusional person. I was let down a lot by men when I wanted to hire an independent contractor to do something with my business or partner in business with men. The men that I meet today are very delusional. They are all about talking about what they're going to do, but never do it. They never do it never do it. Now, is this all men? No, but this is the typical man today. When a man has to get up and has to go out and get things done, chores, provide and negotiate, which is huge. What I mean by negotiate is when you have to go buy a house or when you have to go buy your car and you're a woman and you sit down and you got a, a, a group of people who are negotiating with you, who are trying their best to make the best out of the deal on their side, that can be a lot of pressure. Now, I want to make this clear. This does not mean a woman needs or has to depend on a man. Come on, no, that's not. This is why I make it clear. My clients, what I see what my family and my female friends when they have to go do something, I find them getting schemed and played out a lot in business. So the first thing I do is say, next time you call me and I'm going to pull up on it, I'll go. And then when we get there, after reading a contract of seeing that they got caught up in something crazy, I bring the contract or they had an offer. I bring that offer and then I negotiate for them. And I tell them, we have to find ways to have sharks on your side. When I say sharks, I'm talking about people that are hungry, people that play no games, and people who are not going to allow a little fish to act like a shark. All right, let's get into the next one. Number two, men are weak today because of imbalances in the testosterone. The more porn a man watches with a bad diet, and it increased levels of toxins and a lack of sleep equals low sperm counts. They're going to have a low sperm count, which then brings down the creativity, which then also brings down their drive. I want you to think about a neutered dog. You ever have a dog that wasn't neutered when he was a puppy or even when he's one or two? 
and you can't get that dog to chill out, and then you're new to that dog, and he just wants to sleep all day, that's what happens when you take testosterone out of a male dog. This is something similar when you are having issues, when men are not eating, sleeping, moving, and thinking correctly, along with not being disciplined with their creative energy. Napoleon Hill makes a perfect example of how powerful creative energy is that if you don't use it, it, it can be utilized more in the mind. My father told me when I was a kid, you can find how disciplined a man is by seeing how disciplined he is with his second head. Hmm. Bars. Number three, programming. They, I told you we're going to talk about they, they had and still have a plan to take men out of the household. When they do, it increases the stress and compulsiveness with women, which then is easily to control and manipulate. I told you I'm going to come, I'm going to get you, I'm going to give you some bars today. The next one, no leaders. A lot of men are born with no dad and no wise men. Older men are trying to stay young and cool. Older men are competing for likes. The wise men, the people who are supposed to be wise men are competing for likes. They're competing for the women. They're, com they're competing. They're, they're just out here competing. Which then if a young man didn't have a father, a young man gets hooked onto vape early, a young man is eating junk food, this young man, and if the young man is traumatized, this young man is doing everything they can to try their best to handle their stress. So you see, I just gave you both sides of polarity. Now, the last one. Then after having this conversation, how do I find more guys like you? And I didn't know how to answer that question. Then she kept on saying, but why do you do this? And why, why aren't you like that? And that took me like a week. Cause I'm, I, I didn't want to come off cocky. I didn't want to come off cause I'm not perfect. But what, one thing that I did tell her is said, I was raised by drug dealers. I was raised by drug dealers. I, I grew up on the street when with men that woke up every day, didn't complain because they had to find a way to feed their family. My father woke up every day and he had, uh, he was supposed to get hip surgery. He could barely even stand. My dad has a really bad limp. My dad woke up every day, didn't complain. It could be cold out. It could be hot out. If it was hot, he had a rag. If it was, if it was cold, he put long johns on and a sweater and a coat. He did not complain. He had to get the job done. And he always had a mind as if he had it done in his mind already. Nothing. My father never spoke fear into me as far as when it comes on to survival. I just saw that. So when I grew up, when I took Haskiri to dinner, or if I take Haskiri to dinner today, or when Haskiri brought, got her contract, her acting contract, and she made more money in three months than I made in three years, I still paid I still paid for our dinners. I paid. And of course, Haskiri is, Haskiri is an independent woman. But Haskiri still, I still didn't allow it because it's just subconsciously in me. I'm like, I feel weird. Her, I'm like, no, put your money away. No, no, you can rack up. Because it's just in me. Now, it's very important that men have leaders. It's very important that men get aligned with their purpose again. Start. It's, it's just very important to do these things. And I told her, I'm like, look, if you want, I can introduce you to some dudes in the hood. You know what I'm saying? They're doing all right now. <laughs> I'm playing you. <laughs> but those conversations get deep. And there's a lot of conversations going on about that. And I think as soon as you start having a conversation about that, people want to immediately put you to one political party or not. I am not. I am a person that is here to inspire. I do not believe in anything that divides us. I don't. Whatever religion you are, whatever gender you are, whatever you believe in, I love you. Let's go be great. I, I, I just, I have clients in every race, every gender. I coach a lot of my clients who are gay or who are wanting to be transgenders. And I have to coach them on how to be them and don't care what the world says about you. But... Then I have a lot of people who come from the similar neighborhoods that I come from who fear telling their story. Be you. 
We're all unique. Don't let nothing divide us. If you believe in one particular religion, amazing. I love that for you. Can you teach me a little bit about it? Oh, wow, that's amazing. I grew up with the open mind. I don't let that stuff. I, I'm, I'm with God. I'm with the creator. And I don't have one particular religion. Put that out there. I love Jesus. I love Buddha. I love all of you. And I love all the beautiful wisdom and religions. And I'm dangerous because if I don't have one belief, then I can't be stuck one place to then be limited. So I'm an open-minded person. And that's almost against the law today. The reason why I believe women are unsafe in today's world is because women have a more sensitive, they're more sensitive to stress, more sensitive to the economy, more sensitive to toxins. Why? Because the women, women have the ability to carry two. Meaning their body, the creator made their body to be a specific way to feed another human, grow and nourish another child. When a woman, this is the reason why you see a lot of women struggle with weight. This is why you see a lot of women can struggle with depression. This is the reason why you can see a lot of women struggle with PCOS or metabolic syndromes or infertility. And the first thing that happens is this woman still has to go to work tomorrow. Why? Because the baby daddy's not around. Is this true for everybody? No. The women has to go to work because she's responsible for 50% of the bills. And then she has to come home, pick the kids up, clean, and take care of the, ch the children. I just told you that women, their bodies are made to carry two. So the stress that a woman is taking on to the, in today's world without a partner they can count on can be dangerous. Now, can we make the argument that there's some imbalance if we flip the coin? Of course we can. But that's not what I see today. It's just not, I have men clients as well. I don't have men coming to me telling me the only complaint I have by some men is that the women that they're dating are all about wanting to post on Instagram and want attention. So that that's the argument from this side. And I, I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a good point. Oh, wow. Mm, interesting. I got to go think about that. See what I'm saying? But since 85% of my clients are women, since there is a beautiful I'm trying to bring a beautiful way to connect all of us back together. There is a community out there who are trying to get men to be men again. But sometimes I'm seeing some men, these cool guys with nice cars, talk about talking down on women or trying to make women look bad. Ugh, it's not you. You're pushing the polarity a little too much there. So I want to speak up for the women as a real man and say, hey, listen, I noticed this. I have to coach my clients to this. And it sometimes hurts my heart to have to see them what they see what they have to go through. It's not fun. All right, number five, having a hard time accomplishing goals. This one goes deep. I find most people have a hard time accomplishing goals because they're stuck in the belief system of I something I call the bubble world. And the bubble world is a man-made world. It is controlled by man who fears man and not God. My goal is always try to get this person into the outside world, outside of their beliefs, outside of man-made fears, and reconnect them with your people. I call this getting back to your roots. And we'll go a little deeper into that. This is a theme I call it. So if I get a client that gives me a lot of, when I'm doing their paperwork, and I'm, and I'm seeing certain connections, I have to see if I have to put this this um, client during a three-day uh, subconscious reset with me when they either come to me for three days or I fly to them, see if I have to give them, bring them through um, getting them back to their roots. What happens here is I also have to teach them the science and the reality of nature, the universe, what quantum physics, the collective unconscious, the ether, essentially God. We have to determine when you want to when you want to accomplish a goal. That first thing I have to do is break you out of fear. And one thing I do first is make you aware of how fear creates an energy within the zero point field in quantum physics. Zero point field has a potential of energy everywhere and nowhere at the same time. And the zero point field aligns with energy waves, which is frequency that then brings the same type of energy wave or frequency back to you. And that's the science of karma. The state that the body's at holds a certain energy 
And the body, especially coming straight through the hair, is an antenna. And that antenna connects directly into something we call the ether. The ether stores consciousness. So there's that time where you walk through a supermarket and you just get an idea. This is where you receive ideas. But the more negative that this body, the more of a negative state that this body's at, hmm, the more that they're going to attract low level or negative thoughts and ideas. The more you take an individual and you make them study one particular thing, the more this individual rewires the mind, body, emotions to pull up a frequency and align perfectly with that one state of consciousness in the ether. There's a book called All in One or The One. You can look it up and see that the author breaks down the science and the beauty of when one is really focused and tapped into one thing, you can tap into the consciousness of things that you always dreamed of, like Jesus. You can tap into Jesus' consciousness. You can tap into Buddha's consciousness. You can tap into, what's that man's name? Shakespeare. <laughs> Shakespeare. Napoleon Hill spoke about this in his first book, 17 Principles of Success, that was taken off the market because Henry Ford didn't want the information out. He breaks down particles, atoms, electrons, and protons on how everything is energy. And the only thing that makes this, this chair different than my, than my body, my bones, is the equation between the protons and electrons within an atom and particles that then materialize into a materialistic object. Okay, so the, the name of the book is called Consciousness All in One, One in All. There you go. Napoleon Hill spoke, speaks about when you take one person, you get them to think about one thing, first the subconscious becomes automated. When the subconscious mind becomes automated, then the subconscious mind has a better chance of aligning itself with the ether to receive information. But if you take more than one brain that is harmonious on the same idea or a thought, then you two brains are more powerful than one, and they call that a mastermind. So you had, Pauline Hill speaks about how Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, Firestone, Thomas Edison used to all go in the woods and sit down and think about ideas together. And... They were very successful men. So I have to teach, I like to teach my clients about the science because usually the more the person is stuck in fear, because usually they're putting fear in their bubble of belief systems, the more that people used science on them to manipulate them or beliefs from you know, a religion or a specific science study or what they say, what they say. And then I go, oh, yeah, really? Okay. How do you know? Nas made a song with Bob uh, Marley's son, and it's called Patience. In the song, Bob Marley's son, it, his lyrics are beautiful. You should go listen to it. And he said, man speaks on facts today that they can't prove. Most people can't truly prove on what they are, they believe, or even what they preach and teach, because a lot of people are not practitioners. When I grew up and I would do things with my thoughts, I'm like, one day I'm going to do this, one day I'm going to do this. You know what the number one answer was to everything? There's a 1% chance of that happening, Nathan. This is, where, this is why I call myself, and I started to determine that my niche are one percenters. We, we are the ones that do the things that only one, you only have a 1% chance, Nathan. Then I study the pattern of making that chance come true. Instead of studying the pattern of believing the fear that this person put on me and then allowing myself to fall into a pattern of a failure. A failure is someone who accepts failing. When I teach a client to get back to their roots, usually we can find a lot of things in, in America today and all over the world on teaching you things that are pulling you away from the things that are rooted within you. When I term this getting back to your roots, it's bigger than just saying getting back to your roots like your home. It's getting to the root cause. Getting back to your roots is getting back to the root chakra and mastering the root chakra of safety and security, learning about money, how to make money, and how to, how to pay yourself. Meek Mill said today, they won't get rid of you. You know what I'm talking about. They won't off you. They won't get rid of you. 
they would just kill your account. They don't have to do all that no more. They'll just kill your account. And the way they do that is if you say the wrong thing, you do the wrong thing, the first thing they would do, you get fired. You lose your job. But if you never learn on how money works and how to make it, not the way that these YouTubers are like, you want to make $50,000 in 30 days? You can click my... Bro, stop. I'm talking about money is equal to the amount of value you provide. You want to make more money? Provide more value. You want to make more money? You provide more value. Now, how can you provide more value? You have to go educate yourself. How can you educate yourself? Pick a book up. Pick a book up. I learned that if you, like, I'm going to be real with you. I learned that if you read a book, you will save yourself a lot of money from buying a course from the person who made the book. Because everything in the course is everything they wrote in the book, but the book, people, some people were too compulsive or lazy to read the book and want to get results fast and go to the course and spend $5,000 on a course when they could have just read the book for $15. So I, I became aware of that pattern. I learned, oh, all the information in, in this book was the same thing in this course. See what I'm saying? Read more. Find people who practice what they preach and learn from them. All right. Getting back to your roots also means you came, your DNA came from a specific place that holds something special. Your DNA fought for something that you now have the position to continue to elevate. Your culture has certain things culturally because it, it saw the things that can take you out of balance. For an example, there's some cultures that have dinner every Friday. I can see the power in that. How many of you have dinner every Friday with your family Something that doesn't happen as much. Back in the 50s, it was more consistent. Today, it's not that you, it's almost impossible to have a family sit down at dinner. See what I'm saying? My culture, right? You're taught to respect your mother and respect women. But you know, I'm, I was also taught by my father to use my mind to fight. To go after what I want. To outwork yesterday. Outwork myself from yesterday. Getting back to your roots. Getting back to the roots of your music, your food, your culture. Still be open. Still be with everybody. But when you get lost on your journey, go back to your roots. Get to the root chakra of mastering your safety and security. Basics. How much money do you need to, to survive? Simple. How much money do you need to survive? Most people don't know how much money is coming in and out the account. You need to be the CEO of your bank account and bank statements. When's the last time you got a raise when you work for your job? When's the last time you got a certification? When's the last time you, you elevated your knowledge to be able to provide more value and have more skills to demand a raise or demand more energy, more, more money? And what are you going to do when you make more money? That's one of my favorite things that I ask my clients that are making millions of dollars. I said, let me ask you a question. He said, what? I said, what happens when you make the next $2 million? What's your goal? Make more. So you got to be careful. You're going for greed. You have no purpose with the money. So if you make an extra $400 this month and your job gives you a bonus, where's that money going? Now, you can often find on the other side of my clients is going straight to paying debt off. Because as I mentioned, energy debt is usually the reason why 1% is filling off. Getting back to your roots is getting back to your music. I find a lot of the people I grew up with or people that come from the urban community don't really listen to hip hop. I'm not talking about this new hip hop. I'm talking about Nas, Jay, Jay-Z. I'm talking about getting back. Your people spoke about the things that you're going through in music and prepared you. You don't listen to it. Get back to your roots. Dance with the music. Bump with it. Feel it out. So getting back to your roots is really getting back within yourself, getting back within your DNA, getting back within your culture, getting back with having control of your life, getting back and grounding yourself 
So it's a whole thing I pull someone into when they get into the roots and everybody's different. Everybody comes from different cultures and things like that. And it's beautiful. Number six, life after death. This question came from a client. She said, Nate, it would be really cool if you can dive deeper into your belief and what happens when we are no longer here. And that was a really um, deep question because I think I thought about that every day when I was a child, probably like four or five years old, um, especially when I was going through a, a great amount of trauma. I would like, yo, why am I here? This woman's beating me every day. I have nowhere to sleep. I can't eat. Why am I here? I used to get like, like, yo, why am I here? And it was something that I told you, like it went through my mind almost every day from like four to probably 12 years old. We came from somewhere and we're going somewhere. The more I study the human body, the more I become more aware of how this body and mind and, and the way consciousness and nature work we're not just a coincidence. It is too perfect. The body, when a person eats their food, the food has a whole process it goes through without you even being aware of. The body has a heart that works with electricity and pumps blood and pumped and that energy pump pumps electricity through the body. For an example, if someone is having issues with their heart and you CPR, they can pop them with electricity to get them to wake back up or get their heart going again. But nobody, th nobody thought about that. I used to look, I'm like, whoa, electricity is starting the body out. Whoa, does that mean the body has some type of electricity to it? So then when I say, hey, your vibration, your frequency is important. People go, oh, you're so cute, Nate. You, you know, not everybody says that, but I'm saying when they do, they look at me like that. I know to stop because I'm like, oh, this person is not ready for that type of information. I'm not taking that personal. I'm going to save my energy. The more I went into this, the more I started to say, if the creator was very, <laughs> like, extremely brilliant at making this body, why are we only here for 60 to 80 years? Some of us get lucky and hit 100. Why, why so short? There's turtles that live longer than us. There's certain trees that stay longer than us. Why? Why are we here so, why we're not here for a thousand years? And then the first thing that came up to me as a child was, because we're not supposed to be here because this is a test. The soul's being tested. I believe there's a level of consciousness that we all want to get to or, or a, another field that everybody wants to be there. But in order to see if you are true or you, you are exactly who you say you are, you have to show it without being aware, fully aware that you are the soul operating in the body. And we have to see if the soul is pure or not. Actually, the movie Soul. Remember we watched Soul? And when we watched Soul, I was like, yo, babe, that's crazy. The, everything I ever said about like my theory about the soul, this movie just showed. So I believe that life after we leave here, I believe that th this right here has the strongest polarity field. I think we're in the middle of a polarity field and I can see the the mythology in certain stories and religions. It's very strong because energy is real. And to get a human being to understand energy, we need to connect a symbol to it. And a symbol usually comes up as a an illustration in, in the terms of mythology. That's why you have the Greek gods and you have... You know, you have all these mythologies, you know, stories, mythology stories to give a person an idea or an image or a symbol to show them a story because it's not as easy to do that just to tell somebody, hey, energy works like this and this and this. I think we're right in the middle of two different energy fields. For some reason, I feel like that energy field usually has a 50-50 polarity of good and bad, hot and cold up and down and that's what makes the conscious that's what makes the ego conscious of these things but as i get older and life becomes i'm not going to say easier but it's no it was nowhere I'm, I, I know where i'm sleeping tonight and i know where i'm going to eat and i know i'm not going to get beat i feel like the polarity has been pulled and manipulated more one way than the other. And this is why I have a very strong feeling that 2024 is a very important year and is going to be a huge change because 
just like how you pull back a rubber band or you pull back a slingshot, the further you force that slingshot to go back, the more likely it's going to have a lot more power going the opposite way. And I believe that there is these, you know, we're two different energies. And if you look up, people like heaven, and then people look down and they say hell. And then if you look up, you got the seventh chakra, and then you look down, you have the root chakra. You look up, you have the universe. And the deeper you get in within the earth, you get closer to fire. And I think we're in the middle of two different of the polarities and the souls being tested. And some souls come here not scared. Some souls come here to do a job. And those are the ones, then you got some souls that are here for the first time or immature souls. Just being real with you. And I feel like my mother was a very young, immature soul. And I felt like I came here to teach my mother on how to live her next life. So what happens when we're no longer here? I think that we go to the next level of consciousness. <laughs> the creator is way too smart based on, look at, the, look at the history and patterns of the creator. Look at the earth. Look at fish. Look how a dog knows when another dog's in heat based off the descent of the coming from the nose, look how powerful dog's nose is. Look at you take a seed and put it into the ground and you fertilize it and you water it. It grows with the sun. Look how the sun contributes vitamin D to the body that then can be turned into a hormone in the body. Like the more you just you start adding all these up, it's just like, it's not a coincidence. Therefore, it's not a coincidence that we're only here for a short amount of time. And it's not a coincidence that you have the ability to do good or bad. You have the power. You have the will. The creator gave you the will for that. Creating didn't give us the will to fly and do, do all this, you know, spectacular things. The one thing you have is the will to choose good or bad. That's it. I'm like, yo, bro, you're not getting me. It's like a test. It's like you, someone saying you're going to sit in a room. They're going to put a cookie in front of you. They close the door when they leave. You're like, mm -mm, they're testing me. Where's the cameras? That's how I feel in my life. So I, I believe life after death is getting back, going back home. And then going seeing the young soul, like, oh, listen, you tried, you abused me when you were down there. What did you learn? Because we don't leave with the money. We don't leave with the cars. We don't leave with the materialistic things and the trophies and stuff. What we do leave with is the conscious, the consciousness that we have. Did you elevate your consciousness? Did you stay stuck? Or did you degrade? And when I look at a human being, I never look at the human being. I look within the eyes and I look at, I look for what, what, what soul am I working with right now? Some souls are in bodies that they can't utilize correctly because of a defect that they may have, you know? So we have to be forgiving and loving to some souls. I tell my dad and my brothers, and they get scared sometimes. I said, Dad, listen, I told you, sitting with my thoughts, I'm going to give you it raw. I said, Dad, listen, if something would have ever happened to me, don't be sad. Don't cry. Don't cry. And don't celebrate me wearing all black. I want white. Don't keep the, don't, don't keep the casket open. I don't want you to have that last image of the materialistic body I utilized. I'm an old soul. I I wake up with a feeling and with a feeling within my heart that man does not scare me. Man-made things or laws don't scare me. Materialistic things don't make me happy. There's one thing I could do all day is sit down and write or learn and think about things all to just utilize it and teach people, I would be the happiest man on, in the world. I'm here on a mission. I'm here on a mission. There's nothing that brings me more joy to see someone else happy and helping people.
But I do know that those type of souls are souls that don't get to see 80. Martin Luther King. Abraham Lincoln. They don't, they're not souls that get to see 80. And usually, you know, there's a lot of, when, when these type of people pass away, especially if they were eliminated, it changes the consciousness of humanity. See what I'm saying? That soul, the creator didn't just choose any soul to come take that mission on. You want to know the strongest soul you'll ever see in your life? A child that passes away at a very young age that's sick. Next time you see a, a sick child, see if they're scared. My mentor taught me that, Paul Check. He said, "If you want to see us, you want to see the strongest soul in the world. It's the children that come into the world that pass away early. Usually, a child comes in to a family. A soul takes on a family that happens to be losing." connection with love with one another the sick child makes the family have to come together look at the soul and look at the child and see if that child is scared but I have this deep feeling that if I continue to lose the weight I gained during times I ignored my intuition and lost myself and continue to work on my weaknesses with my compulsiveness, writing, and giving out too much energy to others and not enough to myself. My book, The You You Never Knew, will change millions of lives and will change my family's lives forever. I hope you all enjoyed this of sitting with my thoughts. And I have a lot more thoughts for you i can promise you that i'm at the airport with this i'm at my office with this i'm pages and pages and pages of mm -hmm. thoughts like i have thoughts for days and um i can't wait to share these things with you i'm all about trying to make peace and love in the world and give polarity perspective to both sides but also pulling you back to your roots and reminding you hey we're all human hey we're all god's kids let's be nice to each other you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you was here with Haskiri and Nate. I appreciate that. I would see you in the next live. Peace. Bye.